day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. We're back with episode 66 of Shop Talk. It's Jennifer and Carrie. And we're discussing 504 of the Rookie, which is part one of the crossover, and 103 of Rookie Feds. Um, so it's going to be a long, crazy episode, but we do have some episode descriptions to go through. So do you want to take us through the first one? Uh, yeah. So the first one we have is for Rookie Feds. It's um, 105 called Felicia. And uh, Simone and Carter get trapped in the tropics while hunting down a suspect on the run. Uh, Simone's unexpected meet-cute with Dina throws a wrench into Cuddy's love life, and Elena's high-end fashion splurge cracks open an unsolved murder mystery. Alrighty then. That's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) That's the episode that airs next week. That's a lot. Yeah. I feel like the rookie feds is very much like the rookie in season one where they have like four different storylines going on at the same time. And it's just like somehow they kind of connect, but like really it's just kind of all over, but I think that's just how they find their footing. So, yeah. Well, I'm just still wondering like if the trapped in the tropics thing has anything to do with like, um, the beach, like, yeah, the beach. Well, yeah. because Brendan and Laura, are there, well, like, were there, too. So it's like, do they, like, do they rescue them? Or, like, what? Right. I just don't know how they're, like, supposed to pull this off if they're supposed to actually, like, have, like, flown, you know, on their fancy yeah. jet to, like, get to wherever the heck they're going. And then they get trapped there somehow. Yeah. Like, how do they get trapped I don't know. The, the jet, like, runs out of fuel? Like, I, I don't know. I'd be know. curious to see. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It, like, you know yeah but yeah no I'm excited regardless <laughs> yeah oh same I've really grown to love the Simone and Carter partnership like yeah, especially after 104 or 103 too like I've really grown to love it so I'm excited yeah. you can just tell that like everyone has like so much fun on set that it just like yeah. kind of carries over to like their vibe yeah like on screen mm-hmm. well and just like what the actors like put into it that we can only assume is not scripted like the Brendan and Laura stuff from this episode like just the little like smiles and body language and yeah so mm-hmm. um, we also have the episode description for 106 of Rookie Feds airing um, November 1st and it's titled The Reaper when Simone and Carter go undercover to find an international assassin known as the Reaper, a prisoner seeking bail recognizes Carter and nearly blows his cover. Laura and Brendan trace the lead on the Reaper's assault rifle while Brendan works to heal his relationship with his dad. Meanwhile, Simone's demanding work schedule puts a strain on her relationship with DJ, who is also Dina. DJ is just a nickname, so we were talking about that before, but that should be good. So, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of fitting, like for the day after Halloween, too. I don't know. The mm-hmm. episode title, The International mm-hmm. Assassin. Yeah, we'll That's see. So. Yeah, I wasn't really thinking about it, but yeah, yeah, that does work. I just like <laughs> Simone, like, I was so like excited for like Simone's love life. I just hope mm-hmm. it's not like a super up and down. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. Of course, maybe that's like fun for like Nisi and Jessica to like play like you know play that because yeah. obviously they're married in real life so it's like you get to do something different yeah how like jenna and um steve obviously got to do something very yeah. different from their relationship on the rookie so yeah 
I don't know. But yeah, I'm like, because I do like it's a similar thing for both of those. Like, yeah, you know, Simone's like meeting with Dina, like is, you know, thrown off somehow. So it's like, I don't know. Just interesting. I also wonder if, like, surely not, but you never know. Like, if DJ slash Dina will be the only love interest for Simone. Like, will this carry us through? Yeah. Or, like, are they going to kind of do, like, a John Nolan thing where it's, like, every season Simone has (laughs) a new love interest? Like, I don't know. I would think not because of how the actors are in real life. But yeah. you never know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I also don't really want to have like that happen for Simone, I think, where it's like yeah. every season she has a new love interest. Like, no, let's let's give her one. And but yeah, so it should be exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we also have uh, an episode description for 507 of The Rookie, which is airing november 6th um it's called crossfire and it's uh officer john nolan and selena witness a shooting and realize the victim was already dead and investigate further back at home bailey has been feeling off center ever since the proposal leaving nolan to wonder what he can do to make her feel more comfortable elsewhere lopez and harper enlist lucy's help to investigate the gang-related murder of a local shopkeeper and this episode is going to be direct or well was directed by um john Harkas from yeah. uh castle and this is us and yeah mm-hmm. oh, um yeah, too. yeah i am so looking forward to seeing lopez harper and lucy love it mm-hmm. um yeah. especially because i just find it funny that they like use the last names for some and then like or don't put like selena's yeah. last name but then put john's full name. like i don't know it's just the odd well and even <laughs> anyway sorry continue even in some of the episode descriptions like they'll say officer bradford and it's like he's not an officer though yeah. he's a sergeant so yeah it's just kind of weird mm-hmm. but i don't know i love that like we're getting harper angela and uh lucy um all in like one episode like working together because this week when that preview dropped um hours before the episode there were like some people saying like oh you know they didn't like lucy or whatever and so i'm i'm glad Mm -hmm. that there's going to be some girl power um and also like abc just like spoiled a part of the episode you know what i just thought though maybe it's not like a marriage proposal maybe it's like a new job or something oh maybe yeah i don't know it's kind of like the actual like word yeah yeah you can like it can mean different things yeah but um i actually just saw this on twitter before we started recording but 106 of rookie feds is the episode that melissa talked about the other day um with like steph the writer um and said that it's uc related so maybe we'll finally have some details about that month in sacramento Hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about 504 titled The Choice. Um, we open the episode to see Bailey and her team on the way to the wellness check. Um, they get to the house and it's empty. There's not even squatters there. So they check in the house, see that it's empty. Um, and Bailey hears a faint voice saying, help me. So she takes another step forward and falls into a tank. Um, 
the great Ben comes across the top and she sees the words, I got you in like red paint um, and the cameras. And so she instantly knows that it's Rosalind. So we see Selena and John driving because this episode, it was just like one big storyline. So we cut over to see Selena and John driving and she asks him what time he was born. And he's thinking that's another astrology thing. And she's like, no, it's not. It's something totally different. But she ends up copying to it. Um, and she wants to know what his big three are, basically. Um, and so she claims that they as that because they ride together, like if he suffers a trauma, so does she. And so she's like, I should be checking your chart daily. Um, and he's just like, I'm glad that you're sharing your beliefs more openly these days. Um, so, so far we know that Selena is into saging things and astrology charts, which love that for her. Um, and so he gets a call from Bailey and, you know, she's like, I'm in trouble. And so she shares what happened and he's on his way. So her team like tries to get the grate open while they're waiting on John and back up. Um, but the person that has their hands on the grate ends up getting electrocuted. And so we see Gray and Harper, we see Gray call for Harper and Lopez at the district. And he like gives them the rundown on Bailey. And Harper's like, I guess it was too much to hope that we'd never see her again. Um, and so the police roll up to the house and Tim commands the scene. Lucy's riding alone and, you know, she asks if they're sure that it's Rosalind, but no one's really sure what's going on yet. So John's you know they get in john's like well we can cut through the gray as long as as long as we're not grounded um but bailey's like well i think that there's more booby traps so she sends him a video and they they see that it looks like it's packed explosives um so they're also working on cutting the power to the house and then john pulls tim aside while lucy and selena stay with bailey and they get in the shop to strategize and john's like we have to assume that the entire house is bugged with cameras um, and anything that like we try to do to get her out will provoke a reaction. So John's like, I think she's in a steel tank, but there's no basement door um, because Rosalind probably walled it off. So, um, you know, they're like, we should be able to cut through the floor, but we'll have to do it away from the cameras to not like let on um, that, you know, they're, they're saving Bailey. So um, then Angela and Nyla joined the party and Nyla's like, well, we're taking point on this investigation. And so they add that like Rosalind couldn't have done this alone because that steel tank isn't something that you buy at Home Depot. And like, she's not a construction type. So they're like, she has another accolade. And ja John's just like, well, I can put together a list of building materials. And if we can source them, like we can figure out who bought them um, and where. So Lucy then joins the party. At this point, there's like five people in the shop. Um, and she shares that what they've already figured out. And you can just tell that she's like trying to process what's going on. Um, but she shares that she wants to stay there and make sure that Bailey isn't down there by herself. Um, and so then Nyla, Angela, and Aaron all go back to the station to find out like who built this tank. And John sees a blind spot that they can cut into the floor with back at the scene. So then as they're trying to cut with the saw, spikes come out under Bailey's feet. And they deduce that it probably wasn't Rosalind seeing them come, but it was a motion sensor under the floor that they triggered. Um, and that they can still get to the basement through the floor. They just have to take the floor apart more carefully. So the power is able to be cut and they're worried that it's like that it'll trigger something else. 
which it does because water is now filling up the tank. Um, and there's only a few hours until the tank fills up. And so John's phone rings in the middle of all of this because why wouldn't it? And it's Roslyn. And she alerts him. She tells him that if he alerts anyone that she's on the phone, Bailey will die. And so he tells Bailey that he'll be right back. And she's like, really? Like you're leaving me in the middle of all of this? So he goes outside. Roslyn says that, you know, nothing anyone does will save her. Um, and he's the only one who can save Bailey. So she hands him, she wants him to hand her himself over to her. And so she says that the offer will expire in five seconds. And she wants him to take off his body cam um, while walking down the driveway to find a blue station wagon. And so John questions like why she did this. She got away, was coming back, like, and was coming back was a bad move. And Rosalind's just like, well, it shows how much I missed you. Um, and so she wants him to take off his belt, badge, and weapons, and then turn his pockets inside out. And so John's like, well, I'm not going to leave my gun here for some kid to find. So she tells him to find a way. Um, and so he ends up dumping the things into the garbage can. Um, and she even wants him to lose his backup piece. So he gets into the car to see this really creepy teddy bear. Like, it's literally called Creepy Bear. Um, and there's a camera on the inside of it and it's hooked up to the Bluetooth in the car and its eyes are poked out. And there's even a phone in the car that Rosalind talks from and like she wants his phone thrown out the window. So she tells him to drive, but he's like, you know, no, I want something now. Um, and so then he ends up giving her an app on the phone. There's an app on the phone in the car and it's essentially a camera that is watching Bailey. So Rosalind's like going to torture John by having him watch everything that she's doing to Bailey. And so then like later, Selena asks if they've seen Nolan and, you know, he's not answering his phone or his radio. And Lucy's like, well, he would never leave Bailey. So something's wrong. Um, and so she calls over the radio for him. Nothing. Selena thinks that she hears his radio, but like everyone's on theirs and they have it turned up. So it's kind of hard to tell. So Selena kind of commands the scene, asks them all to shut off their radios. And then they run towards garbage cans because Lucy keeps calling for uh, Nolan. And so then it's time for another shop talk session, which, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should intro all of our episodes like that because we've had quite a few, like, they're all like talking in the shop or like they hint at it. Um, mm -hmm. So then... This time it's Selena, Lucy, and Tim. And Tim's just like, well, John will think of a way to signal them. Like, but I'll give Gray, uh, you know, a heads up. And so we cut over to John and he sees the hazard lights button like on the car and he tries to push it that, but you know, Roslyn's three steps ahead of him and has already disabled it. So he sees a red sports car behind them trying to like swerve past him and he like brake checks him and all of that. And so the red car got in front of John the driver's all pissed off wants to fight him and Rosalind's disappointed in him and it, she's like you know now Bailey's gonna be punished so we cut over to see sparklers or something like on top of her in the water and John is literally watching it on the phone like this is torture and it's potassium amide which is a chemical that hates water and Rosalind's like you know there's enough in there to blow the whole tank so John promises to never do anything like that again and Rosalind's like, get rid of this guy. If he does any, if John does anything to alert this other driver that, you know, he's talking to Rosalind, then she'll cook Bailey to death. So John like gets out and just decks the guy. 
And then he like ever so subtly leaves his card and he gets back in the car, drives away. Rosalind's like, you know, you're running late. So Bailey asks Lucy, like where John is. And when Lucy can't answer, Tim's just like, you know, he's outside with the engineers, like, you know, using that construction knowledge. So Selena tries to lighten the mood and tells Bailey that, you know, she held her breath for a long time. And Bailey's like, well, death by fire is a great motivator. Um, and I also did some competitive diving when I was younger. Another Bailey, like, history moment, which, you know, love to see that. So Lucy says that she wishes she could say that was the last time she'd have to do that, but she can't. And Bailey asks what the longest time is that someone's ever held their breath. So they look it up and Bailey tries to break the record each time that something happens to her, but like also just randomly to try and keep her mind off of things. Um, And I kind of drew the parallel that this was similar to Lucy singing in the barrel. Like when Lucy was supposed to like Mm -hmm. save her breath, she was singing to kind of like keep herself occupied and calm. And I felt like this was kind of similar to that. So yes so then nyla and angela walk into gray's office you know he's he's like you know i just got a nolan sighting smitty responded to a road rage incident where a guy in the red Porsche got knocked out by a guy in a blue station wagon nolan's business card was left behind we've got an airship going to the area and all that so then Rosalind like thinks that nolan is mad because he's just driving not saying anything and he's like no i'm just tense like just let bailey go and i'll still meet with you so the airship sees the blue station wagon, but as John enters the parking garage and back up is like not close behind them, but they're like, they're coming up. Um, he is like supposed to drive up to the fifth floor, park the car and then like run up two flights of steps. Um, and Rosalind's like, take the bear in the phone and you have to get up to the seventh floor. There's a work van and that's your car switch. Um, so then like he exits the parking garage and the work van just as police backup is like turning into the parking garage. Um, and so Smitty finds the station wagon and he shares that there is no sign of no one. So then we go back over to the uh, tank and there's a motion sensor and they find a way to kill it so that they can go down into the basement. Um, and Bailey knows that Lucy is lying, um, you know, like, cause she's, still wondering where John is and Lucy's just not able to tell her. Um, And so she wants to know the truth. So Lucy ends up telling her and Bailey's like, he did that to save me. Like I know him and I know what, you know, in his heart of hearts he would do. And so Lucy says that she'll go down um, because they end up getting the floorboard off to go down into the basement. And so Tim shuts that down real quick. Um, and he's like, you know, there could be more traps and it's too dangerous. Just be ready to follow if it's clear. Um, so he's going down first and they hold eye contact the entire time he goes down. And once he gets down there, like he's searching around, he clears it and she's on her way down too. I'm sorry, but I cannot stop thinking about that interview with Mario Lopez when Eric was like, yeah, I was alerted to like this moose knuckle thing or whatever. And I was like, oh, why god. am I thinking that? I was that? thinking about that. Oh my god. I was thinking about the just the behind the scenes video that Eric posted with the Indiana Jones yeah. theme song. So that was like yeah. what I was thinking of. I completely forgot about the Mario Lopez interview. Oh my god. No, I was like thinking about that today on my second watch and I was like, why? Like, it's why so am funny. I thinking that? Um, Yeah. So then so she and so he ends up getting down there he clears it and she's on her way down too so he's he was hoping that the water line would be easy for them to cut off 
but it's under solid cement because again why wouldn't it be Rosalind and whoever helped her build this really thought of everything so Angela found something like back of the district from an abduction two years ago and a girl was abducted and woke up in a full tank of water and she ended up escaping but she couldn't remember where she was so it turns out that the investigation didn't turn up with anything but, and it looks like they closed the case but then like detectives said that they didn't have enough to go on so they re-interview the girl who was abducted and she shares more about his clothing and she's like you know he was wearing coveralls they stunk all of that and so Brenson ends up coming in and they go over what they found with Nyla and Angela this foursome right here chef's kiss oh my gosh and then Aaron walks in and he's like, you know, I got the guy. Like, I found a clerk in some valley who sold him the parts he needed. And Laura's like, great, we'll get a warrant. And Aaron's like, well, I got an address where all of the building materials were delivered to. So let's go. Um, so, yeah. So that's kind of where the middle of the episode was. Um, but, yeah. So do you want to take it from here? Sure. Um, so, obviously, like Jennifer said, so they're, like, going to that address so they're all geared up like the well the five of them um to hit the warehouse and they go in and search the place um and it's like I always hate when tv shows I mean I understand it they're in a dark space like there's not gonna be much like natural light but like oh my god the whole entire time they're just like roaming around because like Laura and Brendan are covering the back and then Nyla Angela and Aaron are going in through the front doors um so they're like hopefully trying to meet in the middle um so they can like surround him um but like the whole entire time they're like moving through it I'm like okay can't really see anything can't really see anything can't really see anything and um so like they they uh, sort of come like they they think that they've got him like they're like on this I don't even know like Plat- almost like a platform I don't know if it was like stairs that's what I mean I couldn't tell what the, what the heck it was um but they like they're like this close to getting him and like he hits some kind of I don't know if it was like a button or like a switch or something and like lights up the entire building well it's like some sort of like toxic like fumes of some kind because like then they're all like coughing and having trouble breathing and they like obviously need to get out of the building um and I was so freaked out because I thought they were all gonna be like trapped in there like for sure like I thought they weren't gonna be able to get out Mm -hmm. um but I mean they do successfully manage to get out um but unfortunately the guy's in the wind so like they don't know where he went um and so they like everyone's all frustrated obviously because like they thought okay this like this Jeffrey guy is like the one guy that they thought that they could actually get because they found all the information but they struck out so thankfully we have part two though because like that would just like really suck though if it like ended there you know what I mean like that they didn't actually get the get the um people see this is where it would be nice if part two was following right after just saying so true or at least like today like 
Monday. Yeah. Yeah. We would have just pushed the episode then. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, it's fine. We'll survive. But hopefully, next season, if there is a season two, which I hope so, hopefully, they have them onto the same night. Same. Same. Yeah. Like, even if they have to, I mean, I'm kind of accustomed to rookie Sundays now, but like, even if they had to move, because like, season one of the rookie was on Tuesday. So, mm-hmm. like, even if they had to move the rookie over to Tuesday to like coincide with beds, I'd be fine with that. But it's just like, I mean, like I said, glad we have part two. Yeah. But like, still, I'm just like, it would have, I mean, it's still good. I don't know. Cause like, we had talked about it earlier how like the ending was kind of like a little bit not anticlimactic but just like after everything else it it was like just kind of like everything just like dropped yeah um but anyway i almost wonder if they put oh sorry i almost wonder if they put tuesday night just to see how it would do and then like they're moving they would move that over to Sunday, like how they did for the rookie. I don't know. One can mm-hmm. hope, but we'll see. So anyway, back mm-hmm. to the episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so me being, you know, how I am, um, the guy that plays um, the, well, who we're assuming is Rosalind's acolyte and the um guy that's named jeffrey um is thomas decker and he was on the secret circle with Britt robertson and i literally like put this in my outline for our wish list episode so i was like geeking out i was like oh my god because i was like waiting and waiting and waiting because i was like because in that show he like did a lot of like intense like i don't know like eye contact or like there were just lots like lots of eyes and like his eyes are very like intense he does that very well like in expressions um so literally like when they just showed like his eyes because obviously this character has like a full well full beard and like longer hair I was like nope that's him (laughs) I was like I didn't even need any more I was like nope that's him I will um, say the actor does have really beautiful eyes. Like, I don't know. I feel like he yeah. just has a, bo- like a, like he doesn't age. Cause I feel like, yeah, he no, he really, what he did in seventh heaven. Like what I remember him as. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Which is like, it's just so funny. Cause the secret circle aired, like it would have been like 10 years ago now. Um, and so they both look the exact same. Um, and so, well, I'm assuming that, like, a lot of people were, like, confused on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this. Like, people were confused if, like, that same guy that they didn't catch in the building is, like, the same guy that we see in the promo. And I'm like, yes, but I'm assuming he just ditched the beard and yeah. the long hair. Yeah. And then, and then like and thomas decker looks like how he does like in real life so i'm assuming the like beard and long hair was like a you know wig or like add-on but yeah i mean i i'd hope i'm not wrong (laughs) i don't know yeah but it would make sense if it's the same guy because why else would they like introduce a new guy i mean i guess to throw us off i don't know i didn't get a good look of him good look at him 
the first watch and even kind of like second watch because I was just doing other outline stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wouldn't, I don't know, to me, it wouldn't make any sense if they had like introduced one guy in rookie in the rookie and made us believe that that was Jeffrey, but I guess they very well could to like make yeah. it, I don't know, a twist. I, I mean, even yeah, like an like extra something. Thoughts. Yeah. Even reading some listener thoughts, like other people are still speculating like, you know, certain things or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. Oh, we really? actually have uh-huh. this guy's name though. But again, like the rookie right. could totally spin it. So I don't know. I do think that yeah. it's the same guy though. Mm-hmm. I think he just ditched the yeah. beard and the longer hair or whatever. Yeah. Well, and then he has like some kind of like weird like mask thing that he's like wearing and like it looks like a bird mask. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So then like so then that's like an another like piece of it. Just oh my gosh. It's just crazy. Um but Which anyway, yes. Of- so like oh yeah, go. <laughs> Oh no, I was just, oh my God, like you guys just don't understand. Like I literally put that in the outline. Like I was so far reaching just like, just because of the fact that they starred on that show like 10 years ago and like, oh my God, I just about lost my mind because he's going to be on feds, which is Fritz's show. So I am convinced if, if they that... don't post a selfie, I'm going to take it like personally. <laughs> just kidding. I'm, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm convinced that you and our friend M have something to do with the shows because like you guys manifest stuff and then it comes true and I'm like wait a minute what I mean you manifested Wesley's office and then it was like next episode or two we saw it I'm like wait a minute do you have like some kind of superpower yeah I don't know oh my god but I I was just I mean because like I said I had no, no I was just reaching so far and it was oh my god it was just fantastic i love it <laughs> um going back to the bird masks though i mean today being monday when we're recording this they had released a sneak peek of the rookie feds and they saw the oh bird that's masks. true yeah and it was did. like a smaller version mm-hmm. i'm like oh no i don't know if that's worse than mm-hmm. creepy bear or what but like they're both bad so oh yeah i didn't even realize like the it like creepy like animal face yeah (laughs) i'll never look at a teddy bear the same again like i'm sorry that was just too much yeah no it's so weird i swear though i think it's just an abc thing so i was watching i was watching wednesday's episode of big sky and there was like a wolf mask that someone was wearing to like murder people in and i was just like okay like it's i don't know if that's just a yeah but yeah it it was so weird but yeah i'm like right i don't know i just i wish fed was here like right now but it's not yeah i, I know mean, it will be when you guys are listening to this yeah but, <laughs> but like we still have to wait another day and a half or like a day now yeah. that would be starting this time tomorrow yeah because <laughs> it's very late <laughs> right now so yeah but anyway okay so back to the episode just had to get you know my like tv fangirl bit in there um so like we finally like john is finally there like he's at the house like he's finally gonna meet up with Rosalind. she comes out though oh my god i was just like i thought the promo was like 
exaggerating I don't know why but she's no she's literally like decked out in this silver like sequined gown as if it's like some sort of party celebration dare I say this weird like bizarro date scenario that she like has in her head like it's so weird she's literally so insane and sick and twisted like there's just so many words that I can use to describe her like I mean because he goes in I mean like she's like oh I you know I'm renting this house and he like goes in there and there's like a table set up there's like you know candle like there's food there and then you know but the the kicker is is on the tv monitor that's where I can see Bailey again so like so like John like seeing that John is like okay like I'm here you can let her go now but she she's not like she's not even like trying to listen to like his negotiations um she's just like no you're gonna put on the suit and so he originally he was like no and then that's when you know she threatens to you know make Bailey suffer some more if he like doesn't listen so he finally does put on the suit and so um we see him like come back out and like the whole like point of this meeting is so like John can be the one to murder Rosalind in order to save Bailey which like the promo like told us that but still I was just like the fact that she like had a gun like under the table or whatever and just like gave it to him I was like (laughs) ma'am like what well even like when she met him like she had a gun in one hand pointed at him and then like a glass of champagne or whatever I'm like Mm -hmm. seriously champagne yeah it's nuts Mm -hmm. yeah and I feel like it's also ironic in a way but I can't describe how yet so I'm just still processing the fact that like she was dressed up, hair was yeah. curled, mm-hmm. all of that, had like a gun just casually holding that and then like casually holding a glass of champagne or whatever it was. Yeah. And it was just like, welcome to a yeah. rental house where mm-hmm. you're going to kill me and let my body like decompose here. Great. Yeah. Like, like what? I, yeah, it's just I mean that, you know, I mean, I was just glad though that she like actually well, maybe she has admitted to being a psychopath before, but it was nice to like actually hear her like admit to her psychopathy. Um, like and while John was, was driving. And she was like proud of it. I'm like, yeah. All right, oh, you yeah, are truly sick. Like mm-hmm. truly. Yeah. And just I mean, so like we've said, obviously it's this weird obsession that she has with Nolan. Like, I don't know, like just the way she was talking to him it's like she enjoys like breaking down his morale like bit by bit and like she's like you know she even said like she's you know like fascinated with him and I'm like ew like just ew like that's just it's so weird it's so weird to me um and then of course like intermittently dispersed like is you know we're still seeing like what is happening to bailey she's still trapped in the death tank (laughs) and um like jennifer said like they're working on cutting the power but it's like they have to do it it's like so meticulous like they have to do it 
like as soon as the power is cut in that like same second essentially bailey's supposed to dive down into the water like as far as she can go because that's when the chemicals are gonna like come out and like be released onto the surface and then like drop down a little bit like kind of like attacking the water therefore killing her at least that's the goal um but you know thankfully they did do the timing i guess even though i still think that's kind of a waste of energy like for bailey to have timed herself you know like four or five times to see how long it would you know how long she can hold her breath but you know this is the final time to do it because as soon as they cut the power then she has to go down until they get the grate off um because like even though they have the grate off they still can't like do anything until that like chemical reaction i guess is like stop like stopped um and so bailey's down in the water she's holding her breath and like while all this is going on like john's like watching this happen so like the you know i mean there's no like at least i'm assuming he's not looking at an actual clock or anything but it's just you know like he knows that um things are you know like things are winding down like she doesn't have a lot of time um and this whole time like he's still holding the gun like pointing the gun at Rosalind but still hasn't shot it um and then like I mean it was good like Nathan did like a fantastic job in like portraying the like sadness on John's face because like you see that then it like cuts back to um well it was like went to John to Rosalind then back to John then to Bailey like it it kind of bounced around a bit um but I did like how at one point I think it was like the I don't know how to explain it like it went like from the tv like the monitor like right into the water you know what I mean so it was like you were right there I know I wanted to tweet that out last night, but I was like, I don't know how to best explain it enough yeah. characters or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But it was, I thought it was really cool how like we almost like went into the TV to like mm-hmm. get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so obviously like we see Bailey, like you can kind of tell, like, obviously there's no more like any sign of like bubbles or anything. So like, she's you know not like holding her breath anymore she's out of breath essentially and poor Tim my god the man is like trying to break down the side of that tank like with all his might and like he can't get it like I'm assuming he thought that like if he did like break it down then like the water would come out and then obviously get to Bailey faster if they needed that to happen but still just like like you got Tim doing that like Lucy and Selena are still like you know trying to like see what they can do and like there's still people like surrounding um them except I mean John can like he can't really see any of that though because like the the sparks like turned into flames or like made it seem like it was like fire was like all over the screen like you just saw orange and red and yellow um and just I don't know because like my whole thing is like 
I still don't know why John couldn't have like shot Rosalind like maybe only once because like the whole thing was like he was like well how will I know you know that like you'll let Bailey out like once this is done because obviously she'd be dead if he shot her um she was like oh well Jeffrey's gonna you know has the thing to unlock the tank and so it's like why couldn't he have just shot her like once then she would fall and then maybe like Jeffrey would think that she's dead like I don't know I mean yeah I also feel like Jeffrey wouldn't have unlocked the tank like if he's Rosalind's accolade like he would be like no let me torture you more that's true yeah because in the promo we see him like look into like some kind of like lens or something that's like seeing into the tank that he's trapped somebody else in yeah so maybe not yeah that's true um but you know nolan is who he is and so of course he's not gonna like he can't he can't bring himself to do it and like that just made me think of how like he wasn't even the one to like kill caleb like in 211 like that was nyla with the long gun yeah um which i didn't really realize until i was like just thinking about it earlier so it was just i don't know because like has he killed anyone else aside from like the um shoot what's the episode 108 i don't did kill that guy i don't think so because i know he like shot at armstrong but he didn't actually obviously didn't uh kill him we haven't seen the rookie characters like kill a lot of people and like be affected by it i don't i think it was just that one honestly yeah like i don't know i don't know they've gotten into a lot of like fights or like but it's not like unfortunately died but they haven't really well no you know what though didn't he shoot oh no never mind that was but, that was Zoe. Never mind. But it's not like like <laughs> Angela like held a gun to Lafiera's head or anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like they were. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's just I mean it's just interesting. Obviously, you know John, you know has this morale that like can't you know that can't be broken, and so it's like he knows that he couldn't do it, but like he's like still watching like helplessly because he thinks like Bailey's dying. And like is lowering the gun as this is um happening and so like what he doesn't know though is that they have managed to get bailey out well selena dove in which i thought was cool because like i wasn't expecting her to be the one because like i saw her like well they were all kind of like somewhat crouching and then she like stood up and like took her belt off and i was like well what the heck is she doing and then so she was like preparing to like dive into the tank yeah um and so she helped pull bailey up to the surface and lucy was the one to perform cpr which a lot of people i wish i had realized it but paralleled that to 211 as well like with tim performing cpr on lucy and then lucy doing the same for bailey i also um, love though that it was selena who dove into the tank like because we see selena and john working together so you mm -hmm. have to assume that like she knows quite a bit about bailey yeah so it was just nice to see that and then also like selena i mean this is 
it's hard to say timeline, but like technically this is like her third shift that we've seen really. Like, <laughs> so it was good to kind of see her like take yeah. charge in a way. Yeah. Well, I think that goes back to what she was saying, like how you had mentioned earlier about the astrology, like what, you know, is traumatic for John is like traumatic for her. So like, I feel like she just like felt it like deep in her like soul or something, you know, and just like hat, like was compelled to just like take action. Well, and like, even when um, John had got the call about Bailey and she was like, you know, I think it's Rosalind or whatever. And cause it was on speaker Mm-hmm. And I mean, even Selena looked over like, who is Rosalind? Like, I wonder how much her and Aaron know about Rosalind. Like, do they get briefed on her, or did they just kind of like find out like from like shorthand? I mean, especially because Selena is still so new. You know, I mean, I don't know. I tweeted that out last night. It was like, I wonder how much they actually know, and like how in depth they know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, it's just interesting. I want to say, I think Emily tweeted that, like, this was, like, the first time we got to actually, like, see Rosalind's, like, plans, like, come to fruition. Like, like, just her. Like, it wasn't, you know, she wasn't inspiring anyone to do crazy things. It was, like, literally just her. Yeah. I mean, we saw, like, obviously she's capable of, like, hurting people like harming people but not like you know this like psychological twist on it so Um, the plans in the warehouse or whatever that you know Angela and Nyla and all of them had seen that was her plans or was that Jeffrey's plans because I was thinking it was Jeffrey's I think those were Jeffrey's maybe they like worked together on it but yeah it wasn't I mean I think like she just like like I had said like picked him out and was like hey you're gonna do this and then like I don't know I need a little bit more of like how I mean because I guess like he had didn't he have a record or like or no did he oh gosh I can't remember but he had experience yeah I just I don't know just how does she find these people I just I don't oh my god her search history has to be like (laughs) freaky like creepiest thing ever oh god because not even like to find him but also to like find out how to like make explosives and you know how to like cut power lines and all that like her her search history is wild i'm sure how to make sure a water line stays buried like i don't know like just like yeah 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 um but anyway, so like Bailey's like successfully waking up. Um, they really got me though because they were playing like the sad music. Like everyone knows what I'm talking about. Like they used it for Zoe, they used it for Jackson. Like I seriously thought Bailey wasn't going to make it. Same. Especially because we hadn't seen her on set in a while. And I was like, you guys, this isn't looking good. I mean, even though she's a series regular, we've yeah. seen stuff happen. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah turns out jenna was just filming a lifetime movie which i believe is already aired um by now i think or is going to uh fairly soon this later this month um yeah but still i was like i was just saying i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god like because that would just like i mean like you had said i think you said it earlier like you didn't want simone to have a lot of love interests like john you know john's had a lot of love interests too but it's like he finally like you know something lasts more than 
just one season and so it's like that would just like really break him to have Bailey be like taken away but thankfully that is not the case um although poor John like thinks that like it is still because he he hasn't seen anyone yet because he's still like busy taking Rosalind out of the house and like bringing her out you know radioing that um he has you know one in custody um and then as he's doing that like seemingly out of nowhere a bullet just like shoots hits Rosalind straight in the head like she goes down um and like it just obviously it's like killing it killed her instantly and she like laid there on the steps still like her eyes were still open why didn't anyone close them for god's sake honestly my friend holly was texting me about this before like we started recording because she watches the episodes a day later and she's like why are we killing people with and leaving their eyes open like it is traumatic and it's just it's gross like we don't need it and i was like exactly like why it's just yeah no i don't like it and then they just kept zooming in and like leaving the camera on her and i was like okay is this like meaning something or is it just like to like dig in the fact that she's dead like i don't know but yeah i mean it is like a camera technique and like filming for like movies Mm -hmm. and stuff i'm assuming for tv to like make the viewer uncomfortable yeah just like get that point across but still oh my god i was just like hey we've already seen like enough like oh my god i was just like nope because i was seriously like wondering if she was just gonna somehow like yeah like seriously like scare you she would give you a jump scare yeah like oh my god because i was like okay i was like nope she's still okay okay she's still she's still down for the count um yeah it was and then like no one's sitting like right next to her body though i'm like dude why aren't you like up and away a little bit more i would literally be like 10 feet away from her like she's dead she's not gonna get up and like walk away you don't need to sit by her but also like i don't know i mean we see and you'll get to it like i don't know i would just like to know how she would have felt and what she would have done like seeing bailey in the flash and lucy again Mm -hmm. like i don't know i feel like we were kind of robbed (laughs) of all that but Mm -hmm. yeah and so obviously since like john like radioed everything in like people are coming like everyone's coming um you know because everyone's probably like okay like you finally got rosalind in custody okay good and then like they just come and it's the scene in front of them and um but you know we get like a happy you know balin moment because obviously bailey's okay so she's like running up um i like how it's like blurry too and then he like you know his eyes shifted into focus and Mm -hmm. yeah yep and there comes bailey so they you know had their reunion and that was good um and it didn't i mean i was glad though that they did have like lucy be the one to be like it doesn't seem like it's yeah. real like Rosalind being dead yeah so i was like same because <laughs> it really didn't and so i liked that they had like the camera panned to her and then unfortunately panned back onto Rosalind for a bit too long and then back to lucy so i guess we had that moment but still i just yeah there could have been a little bit more 
Yeah. Yeah, to me, it kind of felt like anticlimactic. I was like, really? We've had, you know, basically two seasons kind of with her, or at least like a season and a half. And she's killed, but it's not even by like anyone in the LAPD. Like it's yeah. by some random sniper. And yeah. it's like after so much buildup, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just felt anticlimactic. Not that I would want Lucy or John to kill her, mm-hmm. but at least have some other kind of closure. Yeah. But I mean, even if they were to put her in jail again, like she could escape. And that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just because, like, I just want to know. I, I mean, I'm hopefully they're going to, like, reveal that, like, ha- you know, who who killed her in part two. Because if it was the acolyte, right? Yeah, and, it was, like, if it was Jeffrey. If it was him, why would he kill her? Like, I, I don't know, I guess to, like, maybe, I don't know. So I'm, he could have, like, all the glory? Like, that doesn't really track, though, either, yeah. because Rosalind was the glory hog. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. And, like, the episode description for 104 Feds, yeah. I don't know. When I first heard that it was going to be a crossover, I was like, episode four? Like, these, this episode description doesn't seem like it's going to be no. a crossover. So... Yeah it'll be interesting to see how feds handles that like picks it up because we saw them coming in and then even like in the sneak peek that was released today it looks like it's right where the rookie picks up from so Mm -hmm. who knows yeah because they're still like well brendan and laura anyway since they were the two that we saw on the rookie they're in the same clothes so that like Mm -hmm. continuity is good well, and they're like walking into the like gate and everything too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I mean, so yeah, that was. I mean, it was a damn good episode. And like for yeah. the on the four year anniversary of the rookie yeah. premiering, which was cool. Yeah, which I didn't really think about. I think Emily also pointed that out. I feel it was- like it was fitting that it was centered around like a villain character too yeah yeah mm-hmm. i don't know I, I they they have some good villains that we're not supposed to like but we mm-hmm. end up getting like very intrigued by them so yeah yeah well yeah annie Worshing did like just such a such a good job and yeah i just yeah i don't have anything else to say about it. it was just <laughs> i mean like like i said obviously i was like worried about you know characters but it was just like the the pacing was great like the action mm-hmm. it kept building yeah um, and everyone was involved too yeah yeah mm-hmm. except for wesley we didn't see wesley yeah but you know what i'm okay without that yeah. i think and then who's gonna tell chris <laughs> to that Rosalind's dead like is Lucy gonna have to do that please because I think the dude is like spinning out so oh gosh I mean those are those are my two questions can Tim tell him I don't know why I would want that but I would I don't know how like Lucy would be I mean she could do it I just I mean that would just create an even unless it brings Chris closure but I don't know because like he wasn't you know like a part of the yeah that like this episode like this arc yeah of Rosalind's demise I don't know so yeah anyway I guess those are those are my last thoughts 
<laughs> on that. Um, yeah, so we do have some listener thoughts. So Kim had said, I'd love to hear what you guys think the fallout for Nolan and Bailey will be because of Nolan not killing Rosalind. Will his decision haunt him? What was his decision true to character? I mean, yeah, I think like you had said, I think his decision was true to character. Like he wouldn't kill her. He was the moral compass. And I think he would want her to like get what is coming for her. Yeah. Um, and I think the fallout for Nolan and Bailey, I mean, it's hard to say, but like the episode description that we read off earlier, like kind of, unless it maybe is like a job proposal. Yeah. I don't know. It's well, something. Like, it's marriage or job. Yeah. One of them. Well, cause like he even like said, you know, like, I'm sorry, I, you know, couldn't do it to like save you. And Bailey was like, it's okay. You know, you saved yourself. So it's yeah. like, I feel like she understands. Yeah. Um, I it's feel like, like I it'll be fine between them. Yeah. 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 There are just like, like little moments of like yeah. comedic timing that I enjoyed for them though too because like Nolan just up and disappeared and Bailey's yeah. like, really? really? Yeah. <laughs> like, and so I feel like I feel like if their relationship can like survive all the things that it already has, it's like I, I don't really think they can, yeah. you know, like be broken up i mean they've had her ex come back yeah who was in jail yeah like i think i think they'll be fine but yeah. what do i know so yeah. do you want to yeah. take the next listener thought yeah um so ricarda said after seeing the episode i'm confused about two things why rosalind tried to quote unquote kill chris a few episodes ago when her obsession is nolan and then why uh, why bailey wasted so much energy while she tested several times how long she can hold her breath yeah i mean the second one i can't answer because i i too think it was a little bit of a waste of energy i think so but i also think one she was just trying to keep herself occupied and two um she's a firefighter so like even though their masks have like oxygen i feel like they at some point have to like hold their breath or like Mm -hmm. they're in la so i wonder if like she's part of the dive team too or something to where like if they need to go into the water like she's one of them so i don't know i feel like she was probably just practicing but even then she's probably used to it or something so i don't know the first one though it doesn't really make any sense except for like if you think Rosalind was just like pissed that Lucy didn't go and testify and she was just mm-hmm. trying to get back but like again why Chris yeah. like she could have went after her tomorrow not that I wanted that but like she could have yeah. so yeah it doesn't really make any sense for it to be Chris but I also think like that was just another way for her to like show everyone that she's still out there and like yeah. she's like wanting to come back with the vengeance so yeah Yeah. i guess like since chris was a lawyer and like part of the like trial prep maybe she kind of was like okay i can you know right magically stop this trial well and like people were saying well maybe she was like wanting to go after tim and like she just had to go after chris but like she knew that chris would be at that courthouse or whatever and like yeah so i mean I don't know. I feel like all along her plan was Chris, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't really know about the Tim 
thing. I feel like that whole thing of like the uh outfit <laughs> is just like unfortunately pure coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> or an oddly timed style <laughs> decision. But even then people were like paralleling it to like Rachel and Grace and they were like the blue like jean jacket with the orange dress is just like a staple in the rookie universe. Yeah. And I was like I don't know, I could just feel like an easy wardrobe outfit for them or something like mm-hmm. no. So I mean, they, you know, TV shows often like reuse things. Yeah. Although it is, that. it is a little bizarre. Yeah. We saw that with the the one Chicago shows like Stella was wearing the same shirt that Haley was wearing like back to back episodes. So yep. kind of odd, but yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, Ricardo also said Chenford delivered again with meaningful looks. It's time for them to finally have a deep conversation about their feelings for each other. Yes. The looks were, were good. And yeah they do well they need to talk about a lot of things yeah <laughs> like a lot a lot of things yeah but yeah their feelings would be a good place to start but also like i'm here for the angst i know that a lot of people aren't but like i don't know i am oh Give yeah i'm so here looks. for it yeah so here for it um so valerie had said i thought it was an exciting episode i'm fine with Rosalind targeting john she punished lucy by going after chris and now she's doing the same thing with them she said, I thought the ending was anticlimactic. I don't think John would have shot her. He's already killed someone, so we know he can do it. He'd be protecting someone that's not unjustified. If she had told him to kill an innocent stranger, I could see real conflict there. I agree. The ending was anticlimactic. Like, we'd worked and built all of this up for her to get killed. And not that I didn't want that, but like, yeah, just she couldn't have gotten killed by someone that we know and that like has had interactions with her i don't know yeah again not that i would want that but that would also set up for good storyline in the season Mm -hmm. of like them dealing with that like them dealing with the aftermath of that so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i just i mean like you know it maybe would have been a different story if they had like you know if like that like that final part would have been like the very very end of the episode and then it would have you know the camera would have like panned over to wherever this person mm-hmm. was and then like actually showed who it was yeah. and then fade the black and be done yeah. um but yeah i don't i don't know because like yeah i don't it's just a whole thing and yeah. i'm sure that's the point is just to make us you know yeah. think and talk about the episode and stuff and that's exactly what we're doing so yep dedicating a whole podcast to it so there you go (laughs) um so mindy had said it was a good episode bailey was great in the episode and uh i loved the scenes with her and selena and lucy yeah that was so good all the girl power yes um, she also enjoyed the team up of Angela, Nyla, Aaron, Laura, and Brendan. Goodness, that's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mindy said, I think Nolan made the right choice for himself. I don't think he'd have been able to live with himself if he had killed Rosalind. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, he he does think about, th- like, you know, the aftermath of things. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I was going to say, again, that would set up for a good storyline. But I also don't think that we're done with seeing this. Because yeah. they could still show, like, Nolan's, like, not trauma, but just, like, kind of guilt or something after. Yeah. Or just, yeah. like, me- like a- another mention of it or something, how they did with, like, they mentioned Anderson a you know couple yeah. times and they've continued to you know mention her even you know even yeah. in last season so it's like maybe in that way I don't know um and lastly Mindy said hopefully Lucy will have some closure now and hopefully someone gave her a big hug maybe she had a movie marathon with Tamara oh yeah they watch like all the rom-coms so. yeah Oh my gosh yes yeah all the all the self-care things for lucy yeah. Shen right now so yes. and bailey honestly but yes oh god yes the <laughs> the woman deserves an award and like just to be completely just get anything that she could ever want in the whole world because she just survived a literal death trap well even like jenna had posted like she was facing two of her biggest fears like filming this episode so yeah kudos mm-hmm. to her yeah um blessed turtle had said loved the joker and batman style dynamic Rosalind had with nolan i wonder if his decision not to kill her is gonna haunt him in any way that's like a running theme like <laughs> yeah, i don't like, know she's yeah i wish we knew i just i mean i could I could say something because apparently I have some magical manifestation <laughs> powers. I'm totally kidding. I really don't. Um, but just like the only thing I could see is if they did like a flashback, but like they, do, I mean, they don't often do flashbacks. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I see it like kind of haunting him, quote unquote, in a way, like just because one, he's the main character of the show or like one of like, you know the main the most important characters or whatever mm-hmm. um but i also think again it would just set up for a good storyline and they would continue this until at least the mid-season finale so mm-hmm. yeah yeah um they also said that bailey was a straight up champ in that tank every scene with her was intense and i loved it um the 211 parallel with lucy being the one who saved her life with the cpr was also pretty nice to see and honestly I prefer Lucy getting her closure with Rosalind this way. Denying her that kill was so much more satisfying to me than if Lucy was the one to go after Rosalind. I know that's an unpopular opinion in this fandom. Hmm. Yeah, because people were like, well, Nolan like had nothing to do with Lucy, or Nolan had nothing to do with Rosalind. Like, Lucy mm-hmm. should be going after her. Yeah. Honestly, I don't see it that way, though. Like, Well, yeah, because it's like, I don't, I mean... Not that, I mean, because all of them obviously are trained to, like, if they have to kill someone, like, you know, to save themselves, then sure. But it's like, it, it wouldn't make, well, one, it wouldn't make sense for Lucy to do it because Lucy, while she cares for Bailey, obviously is like a, you know, friend and a person. It's like, obviously there's not, well, there's not a romantic and, you know, entanglement, um, between those two characters so it just I don't know and I just Lucy's just so you know 
she's Lucy. Yeah. Like she's not a. I don't want her to hurt anyone. Yeah, she's not like a Even, hardened, like yeah, super jaded. You know, excuse my language, but like fuck everything and everyone kind of yeah. person. You know. I mean, even though it is Roslyn, like, I don't want her to hurt anyone. So, yeah. Um, And then Bless Turtle said they loved Lopez and Harper. Uh, They were awesome as usual. They said loved the shop talk scene. (laughs) Everyone had, and I'm assuming that it was Tim's shop. More scenes like that in the future, please and thank you. I mean, listen, I'm here for that. And, like, if the rookie wants to do that more, by all means. And call it shop talk. perfect Perfect. i just thought it was so fun because you could actually like see like they just went back and forth i'm sure there's a lot of camera work so like shout out to the camera people and the crew because you could like see it like through the um through like the great that's not the right thing but like the you know what i mean the blockade Mm -hmm. well even like when they were focusing on angela it was like the camera was like outside of the car or like mm-hmm. attached to the door. Like there was just a lot of camera work. They showed it like from everyone's different like point of view. It was just really good to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and I liked seeing more than one person in the shop or mm-hmm. more than two people in the shop. It was fun. Yeah. Um, and then they said, and finally, this didn't really feel like a crossover aside from Brendan and Laura showing up briefly it just felt like it was a regular rookie episode. Hopefully they're saving all the interagency collaboration like we saw in the backdoor pilot last season for the Feds episode. Also, the accolade should have died first and then Roslyn and Feds to finish her storyline. Okay. I wouldn't have wanted them to end Roslyn's storyline, though, in Feds because we've seen her in the rookie. So it only mm, that's true. wouldn't make sense for her to be like... yeah demised in the rookie i don't know we'll see we would have been able to solve this problem if feds had been on sunday before the rookie just saying i swear we're not bitter about this but like we kind of are so just a little bit i just like i just don't understand it i can see like the shows being on separate nights but like it's a crossover i would think they would want that to be on the same night but like hey i mean abc the rookie like you do what you do like you do you boo yeah i mean that calendar with the glaring hole on monday like it was empty that got me because it was just like circle around sunday circle around tuesday i'm like okay that's fine like we've got nothing to do on monday apparently so um and then like the uh blessed turtles thing about this didn't really feel like a crossover i agree like it did in a way but not really yeah because I but thought also, like, Feds was going to show up, like, with them at the end or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they like, just kind everyone. of, Gray was just like, and here's the Feds. Like, that was it. We didn't even really see them, like, walk up that much. Yeah, like, I wanted to see them, like, walk, like, go, like, walk up, like, have a conversation or something. Like, I don't know. Just something. I mean, we had the backdoor pilot, and I guess you can kind of count that as a crossover, but... This was like the first true crossover. So I'm wondering if they were just like finding their footing. I mean, I'll be honest. Like at first I was like, how are they going to cross over and bring in Rosalind and like make it make sense? Like, I don't know. But I mean, it worked. It's just we have to see it finish out. And I wonder how much of the rookie cast is going to then cross over to the rookie. To feds. Like, I feel like 
this is kind of like early crossovers for one Chicago where it was like you saw one person and they called it a crossover yeah yeah but I don't know maybe they're just finding their footing so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I don't know because it's like everyone's gonna be like (laughs) Carrie saying this oh my god not that I (laughs) not that I didn't like Brendan being like paired with Laura and being the one to like cross over whatever but like my brain was like okay it's gonna be like Laura and Garza again because they were on you know doing the um profile the last Uh time so I was just like (laughs) why like I said (laughs) I was so here for you know Renson as we you know as people call them being like the two um to like do that because I remember seeing Kevin's Instagram post and I was like oh my god (laughs) you know they're both they're both going on you know they're ready tonight um but still I just I kind of thought it would be like um like just Laura and um yeah but yeah we don't see Matt like he goes into situations but not as like often though yeah he's like gray not Um, out in the field quite as much anymore yeah I was kind of thinking that we would see Simone I don't know I just figured that they would bring like the two main characters of like their shows but it was probably just a scheduling thing you know like maybe uh Nisi and James had to like film one day and they couldn't go over to the rookie but Mm. yeah um so Laura said I thought it was great this season seems so much darker so far um I was on the edge of my seat really looking forward to part two in feds to see how that goes yeah I saw someone else say that on Twitter too that it was like it's taken like a darker turn and they don't like mind it and I'm like yeah I don't either it just seems like it's been graphic lately like we saw that in feds and in the rookie and I'm like there's a way to go about it without it being like so graphic I don't know that's true yeah so um bonnie had said i wish the writers would be more realistic someone sniped roslyn and nolan didn't take cover literally though he just like stood there i didn't even notice that (laughs) watching roslyn i was because she like dramatically i mean obviously if someone's gonna be like you know impactful i'm assuming um but it just like you know and then like nolan's like so focused on like almost like trying to catch her or whatever i'm like Sir, she is already like presumably dead. Yeah, like, just let her, let her go. Like and you like, take cover. Yeah, like literally and figuratively. <laughs> like let her go and yeah. yeah, take cover. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but also like the sniper ha- was really like pre- um meticulous because he, I mean, didn't even like touch Nolan. So um bonnie had said great tim and lucy were all out in the open staring when there was a sniper too yeah i mean literally no one liked to cover no one really had vests on nothing like mm-hmm. i mean i guess it's it is safe to assume that the sniper was just targeting Rosalind. but again like who was the sniper because if it was her acolyte jeffrey it doesn't make any sense i mean unless he just had a vendetta out for her in the beginning or she planned it like who knows so yeah um and then bonnie had said i don't know why or i don't get why Rosalind even went after chris if her obsession was no one no one out of oh yeah um 
yeah, I don't know. I think it was just like she just saw an opportunity. She's mm-hmm. literally out to traumatize everyone, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then Bonnie had said, no one out of the dozens of firefighters and cops noticed no one walking off the scene. I legit thought the same thing on my second watch. <laughs> I was just like, how did no because there was like when he was on the phone and he was walking away, like before he went to the trash cans or whatever, there was literally like you could see in the background, like another officer like walking in the same direction. And I'm like, yeah. okay, they're gonna be like wondering why the heck he's on the phone and not paying any attention. No, I'm like, really? <laughs> Well, and he wasn't saying anything either, really, on the phone until, like, he got far enough away. Yeah. And I'm like, that would be, like, a, like, a, I don't know, cue for me or something. But even, like, you saw the firefighters and, like, other cops, like, in the background, like, kind of blurred. And it's, like, you know that when you, like, walk some, somewhere, like, you look around to see what's going on. Like, how did no one think, like, why is he over there at the trash can? Why is he taking off his duty belt and all that? Like, it just made literally no sense. Um, Bonnie had said, this episode was too far-fetched for me. It seemed like something was that was meant to air later on in the season, but they pulled it up. I don't know. I mean, it didn't seem like too early for me. It seemed more fitting because they had had the Rosalind stuff in, what, one of the first few episodes, first one, kind of leading into the second one, so... I mean, they just got to wrap it up. Um, and then she said, Chenford was chef's kiss tonight. And Jenna as Bailey was definitely a highlight. Yeah. Same. Yep. Yep. She rocked it. For sure. Um, so. Oh, that's one. I didn't realize you put Brenna's uh, <laughs> thought in there. Um, so our friend Brenna said, um, oh, it's a question. Sorry. Am I the only one who hated the fact that last night's episode was all about Nolan? Like, it was her. It was her hot take from this morning. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. okay. Um, this is what I get for scrolling through text messages too fast. <laughs> so sorry. Um, you said like I. I get that Rosalind had some sort of obsession with him, and I definitely didn't need Lucy to relive all her trauma. But I don't know. I feel like it would have worked a lot better if it was centered more around her and less around Nolan I mean yeah I just yeah just like a little bit more Mm -hmm. like for Lucy my argument like I told Brenna this this morning um because she I don't know she like recaps shows too so like she looks at it with like a different view too um and I don't know for me like Lucy yes she dealt with Rosalind in a way with Caleb but like Rosalind wasn't the one who kidnapped her like that was Caleb and Caleb was Rosalind's protege so like she has trauma with Rosalind but it's not directly like tied to Rosalind if that makes sense like it's kind of in relation so I don't know it makes sense but like Rosalind's always had an obsession with Nolan like since day one so yeah which I don't really know why but whatever I guess because she thinks that like he's easy to trick or whatever but yeah Mm -hmm. um she also said i did like the chenford moment and the ending was intense and the fact that it was lucy of all people to ultimately save bailey like tim saved her yeah i wish i had like realized that sooner i didn't i didn't like think of it as a parallel to that but yeah yeah um she'll be curious to see how oh how much crossover there is in feds um this week because 
as much as I loved Laura and Brendan coming over to the rookie, I expected more crossover. Yeah. I feel like that's maybe like the one Chicago curse. <laughs> like yeah. we expect so much from crossovers. The but. last few one Chicago crossovers have been better though about like including people, but even then they yeah. still leave out people. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, I'll take, I'll take it. I'll take the rookie universe having a cross. I don't even care how small because we haven't had any in one Chicago in like three years. So, right. I mean, I'll take any kind of crossover and like the rookie is a smaller show in terms of like cast yeah. kind of, and like even with the rookie fed. So I'll take it, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can, I can see both sides of that. Yeah. Um, and then Janine had said Bailey was awesome in this episode. I enjoyed seeing Jenna like this besides the other things about her kicking butt and fighting. Oh, like about her other jobs. Yeah. yeah. Or like her other skill sets. You know. Yeah. I mean, she she still threw in the the diving, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Janine said, I felt for John in this episode and I like how he was smart enough to take them to the shop to talk. There was a lot of talk about when Lucy entered after Angela and Nyla and that quote unquote nasty looks. Yeah, after the, like, preview was shown. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they were just concerned. I think Tim did have a semi-eye roll, but it wasn't to be mean. I think it was just in a way of thinking, like, damn, Lucy, shouldn't have to go through this again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, just... I don't know. I don't think anyone's, like, mean to Lucy. Like, no. Yeah. I just think it was just, she literally, like... <laughs> Like anyone that actually knows me, like that interacts with me on a daily basis, I do this a lot where I come in at the tail end of conversations and say things like that people have literally just said, like my sister could like tell you, she probably has a list. Like, so I, I do this all too often. And so like, but I don't know why they had to like write that for Lucy. Like it did, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's like, obviously people are going to look at each other and have that silent communication of like yes that is what we already talked about da, 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 da. but it's like I didn't really see it as mean yeah so I get them having Lucy come in and say all that right because she's processing it she's went through this but at that point I was kind of like okay we've already like rehashed it because even Angela and Nyla coming in like they were you know saying like oh yeah well we know this is what's happening and then like when Lucy came in too I mean I loved Lucy coming in and like joining the team but I was just like we've already rehashed it like can we just kind of like move on I mean Lucy didn't necessarily have like a new part to add she was just kind of like re-explaining everything that they had said so which like I don't know it just doesn't really jive with like how she usually is you know like I just I just don't get like why write her like that like why not have yeah. her come in first I mean I guess since she was the one that was staying with Bailey while they all went out yeah yeah I just don't I don't know I just don't like it like for Lucy yeah um Janine also said I'm impressed with Nolan he's grown so much as a cop the clues he gave the others while still having his morals and not shooting Rosalind was nice I really want to know what Nolan was thinking if Bailey was really dead or did he have faith in the rest of the team that they were getting her out I don't know I I still think he I think he thought that she was dead because he looked so like um like distraught almost almost haunted in a way like when he was sitting on that step 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, because I was thinking about that last night when I was live tweeting. I was like, okay, is he just thinking like that she's not dead and he's just like portraying those emotions to Rosalind? But then I was like, no, he definitely thinks that because, like you yeah. said, like even sitting on the steps, like he was. Because, I mean, even when Bailey had said his name, he kind of looked up and was like, wait, what? So, yeah, no, I definitely think he thought she was gone. Because, like, I don't really think it wasn't, like, so much he didn't have faith that, like, they, like, the rest of his team couldn't get her out. But it was just, like, he was blaming himself for not doing what Rosalind asked of him in order to save Bailey. So he thought that, oh, I have inadvertently caused her death. Well, and, like, he could have had faith in the team that they would get her out but like he also knows what Rosalind is capable of and like um mm-hmm. you know I mean he was there when they were uncovering the bodies on that walk like he knows what she's capable of and even if they were able to get Bailey out of the tank like they mm-hmm. might not have been able to resuscitate her so yeah. you know I mean it was just I I think that he thought she was dead for sure yeah so um and then janine said and Rosalind really wanting to die i find that so hard to imagine now i'm just questioning her accomplice is it still jeffrey because when they were checking out the warehouse he was there so who was on the other side of the computer who shot her my thoughts are still saying chris is involved or del monte people are still like going hard with del monte or chris and i oh damn i just don't know like i don't know i yeah I can't see it. And if I'm wrong about Jeffrey, I will like be so disappointed in myself just because I'm like so here for Thomas Decker getting to play like an evil character. I mean, okay, so we know that Jeffrey helped her build it, but like we don't know if that's the guy who shot her. So I guess it very well could be like Del Monte or something, but I don't know. I just like I find it one, I find it hard to believe that it's Chris. I don't know why. No. I just do. <laughs> no. After everything that that man has went through, I don't know. I don't think he would be like, oh, yeah, let me just, like, go work with Rosalind. But, uh-huh. yeah. And I just, I don't know. I just, I just want a little bit more of, like, you know, to have, like, some answers mm-hmm. in part two. So. I will say it would make sense and it would feel so much more satisfying, I think, if it was someone that we already knew that was, like, the one that shot her mm-hmm. versus just, like, some random Joe Schmo that she ended up, like, working <laughs> with. Yeah. Um, Janine said, I'm loving Angela and Nyla teaming up, and I loved that they teamed up with Brunson. Same. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I don't know what would you call it it was five people like all yeah. of them together I mean it's a trapezoid in mathematical <laughs> terms but that's not <laughs> oh. um, you can't say it's not like a love trapezoid because none of those people are like together yeah so. yeah um it's about to get real silly <laughs> sorry that was so bizarre because we're gonna get into rookie feds and like i mean if it's anything like last week it's just gonna be all over the place so (laughs) um but to finish up janine said she said i'm impressed with selena she had no hesitation and same with bailey and jumping in the tank same i i think it was a great way to like show herself like on one of her first 
few shifts or whatever. Um, Janine had said, my heart went out to Lucy in this episode. I feel like she's trying so hard to be strong and such a good cop that she's not letting her feelings show. But I think she needs to do that now, especially with Rosalind dead. Uh, the fact that she didn't want to leave Bailey alone because she herself was alone in that barrel was amazing. Also, her and Tim working together in their eye contact through the whole episode. And when he lowered himself into the basement, telling her that she wasn't going to go because it could be dangerous. And if everything was okay, she could follow. Yeah, I mean, that was like the little Chenford moment that we needed. Um, she liked how Lucy was the only one to give Bailey CPR and she needed closure in one aspect of the whole like Rosalind saga she needed to control some aspect of this and she no longer gets the satisfaction in putting Rosalind back in jail yeah mm-hmm. I mean yeah I can see how it's closure I think it also just like made her feel better and like helped her kind of help a little bit more in the scene or like in the mm-hmm. case if that makes sense like giving her CPR so yeah yeah that is it for the rookie it was a wild episode mm-hmm. and we won't talk about part two of the crossover until next week so that'll be weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's already weird to talk about feds like one week later <laughs> but i mean it works so yeah yeah um and it, it is nice to like have feds like kind of more to the middle of the week so it's not like we're like i don't know for lack of a better word like deserted with the rookie content like because as soon as the rookie ends we get the preview for feds on tuesday like you know Mm -hmm. i mean and then it's you know friday and then we get the preview for the rookie so yeah there's just always content um, yeah it's like they have so much content we hardly have to post anything anymore because there's <laughs> always content yeah um so now we'll talk about the rookie feds because yeah um so we're talking about episode three of season one titled starcross um and this one was another graphic episode at the end more so um mm. but the kidnapping case like Simone Garza and Brendan are going over to the suspect in question, um, Tobias Kazan, and like they're talking about a birthday party that he's throwing for his daughter. They've got a warrant on his restaurant and they're going to install surveillance equipment. And so they look at like his crime tree and his family tree and they share a lot of the same ties. And like, what better place to talk shop than at a family gathering? Reverse of our name. So that yep. was fun. Um, because we had that and the rookie, you know, like no personal talk in the shop or whatever, um, in the same week. So, and they're going to meet with agent Bob Telford, um, for the electronic surveillance. So they get into the restaurant, Bob's like giving them more explanation about the mics that they're going to plant. And it's added that, um, that they're participating in a surveillance op is part of like their probationary handbooks. And so I like how they're still keeping in line with that. I mean, I had no doubt that they wouldn't, but um, Bob then starts to tell them about the dining room and, you know, how they'll start in the kitchen after. And so then, you know, they get Bob to like do an inspection of where they had the mics before moving to the kitchen. 
to find out that he died. Um, so they all get back to the bureau. Guards is like, yeah, we should honor him by finishing the up. And Brendan, who just seems like he's perpetually tired in this episode, and there's no explanation as to why. Literally. But like also, he was a whole mood with his chin on his coffee. Like sometimes yeah. that's just me, and I don't even drink coffee. So yeah. Well yeah. then in like later, he's like, we go to sleep now. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm like, same, dude, same. Same. And literally, like, just killed it. Yeah. Um, so then everyone is on surveillance watching ready to watch Kazan's restaurant and Carter and Simone are in the van across the street from the restaurant well like Laura Brendan and Garza are across the street like I think the van was more so like just in front of the restaurant um but the Kazan Kazan's pull in Tobias his wife daughter Elise like Simone gives them the rundown on who's who and some facts about them um just to like know show how well she knows the case file like that's what Carter wanted her to do so they see Tobias's team like sweeping for bugs and they're like, um, are they going to find them? But luckily nothing alerts them to one. And just as Tobias is like making the toast to his daughter, there's a gang of motorcycles coming. And I like how this is a callback to the rookie um, because it's the same motorcycle gang that they've used called mm-hmm. the dead bastards. Um, and so Laura was like, they're like the most violent motorcycle gang and all of california or whatever um so rusty fillmore has a major hate on for kazan um and guards is like everyone get ready to move in because this could be bad um so then rusty's son kellen is there too and rusty and tobias um turns out that they're working together because they go into the kitchen to talk privately and simone and brendan are like yeah this is a problem because there's no mics in there we didn't get a chance to get that set up (laughs) yeah i love their faces though because like you Mm -hmm. could tell they were like oh oh no yeah and the guards is like there can't be any problems but tell me what's the problem like i i love garza like he doesn't want to put up with anyone's (laughs) bs but yet yeah he puts up with it like Mm -hmm. i don't know i just love him yeah so then Simone's like, put me in. Like, I'm volunteering to go in. I'll plant the mic. And Garz is like, no. But then he ends up allowing it. Um, and even uh, Carter is like, no, don't let her do it. Like, you know, but she will pass for just a regular civilian. And Simone's like, be nice. Um, so everyone's watching Simone. She, as she gets the mic, like, she's got the mic in her uh, hand and you know, they can hear her while she's in the kitchen and they hear things kind of start to go sideways. And then Carter goes in to save her and they're acting like a married couple and it was pure, it was pure greatness. I loved it. It was so, like, oh my god. It was so funny though because, like, the way the camera, like, did it, it was, like, cutting back and forth and you saw, like, Carter, like, move, like, the tiniest amount and then do something else. And then I'm like, what is he doing? Like, is he just going to go in there and act like a complete crazy person, like create a distraction or something? But nope, he went right into the kitchen. Well, and I loved like the names that they, you know, I mean, he was like, what are you doing? And then she's like, Luther. Like, she was so good. Um, I think that was one of the scenes where I was like, I really love them as a partnership because they just, they, they mesh so well with each other yeah. so yeah um but the mic is planted and they get R- rusty and tobias on the drop so then brendan in eternal mood is like can i go home and sleep 
Garza was like, no, we have to remove all the cameras in the restaurant and you need supervision. And so they kind of look at Carter and Simone's like, oh, no, he's out because he's got, you know, a date. And so Laura's like, I can do it. I got nothing going on. At which I was like, Laura, I don't like that for you. Like, do something else after work. Yeah. Yeah. So then Brendan, Laura and Simone, they're taking the mics down in the restaurant and, you know, Brendan and Simone are talking and Laura's like, no gossip here. And Simone's like, what's got you like all hot or whatever? And like, you'll go over that later, I'm sure. But yeah, it was just too good. Um, so then they get like all the mics down and they're like kind of ready to leave. And then they see Elise get out and, like because the vehicle pulled up. They see her get out. They hide. And then Kellen soon pulls up. And so they take some tequila from Grace and then they leave. But just as they're walking out, like a van pulls up and grabs them. So Laura calls it in and, you know, they're, they've got like, they're working on this kidnapping now. So to not blow their surveillance up over this, like they're going to tell the parents that an eyewitness saw it. Um, And so Laura's like, well, we have to proceed carefully because they're ruthless dope pushers. And they could do something drastic. So Garz is like, well, I'll get Kazan. Laura and Brendan get rusty. Carter and Simone have to lay low because they were seen at the restaurant. Um, But he also has them digging into the kids' lives, like social media, crime records, all that. So Carter and Simone go through the online presence. And Elise posts everything on, like, online. um, Whereas Kellen only recently joined the Dead Bastards motorcycle gang. And so he has no criminal history, no priors. And so Simone shares that, like, since he was non-existent in Elise's social footprint, she called his guidance counselor and the counselor said that he was a C student, but kept his head down. Um, So then we see the parents getting questioned and they're confused because the kids never even met each other. So they say, and Kazan's like, well, how did the FBI know about this before we did? And Garz is like, well, an eyewitness saw it. So like, that's that. Um, and Garza, like, later in the episode says that there was ju- the judge signed off on the warrants to tap into Rusty and Tobias's phones. So they'll let the two men know, but like, it, but they'll be able to know if either family gets a ransom demand from the kidnappers or like they conspire to do something legal. So it turns out that Rusty ends up getting a call from the kidnapper um, and it's a ransom demand. And Rusty like asks how he will know if his son is still alive. And so then there's a video of Kellen and like they question why Rusty has a ransom demand and not Tobias too. Um, And so they're kind of figuring out, figuring it out. And they're like, well, maybe Kellen was the target and Elise is collateral or maybe she's already dead. So then Brendan goes into like his actor mode because he, remembers this from a previous set that he was on and he's like well i can isolate the background of the ransom video um and run a web search for the photos with the same background it's like facial rec but like with objects and buildings instead i love how laura said that because she was like trying to like just understand what he was doing like i just love them (laughs) yeah and i love how garza was like that's good go keep going like yeah i love how garza cheers on every member of his team like even when they kind of like suggest something like out of the ordinary or whatever, he's like, keep going with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So then Simone and Carter get to the drop. They have eyes on Rusty and they keep watching the kidnapper. They keep watching for the kidnappers. 
Um, they're getting close to the money so they can like see who comes. Um, and then like we cut over to Brendan and Laura and they get to the house that the ransom video was filmed at where like nothing is inside the house besides one guy and there's like the motorcycle gang jacket and so they hear someone calling for help outside and kellen's safe he's tied up and beaten up but he's safe um and he's like i don't know where elise is they took her somewhere else so then we kind of jump back over to simone and carter because it's like intermittent scenes again um and they're waiting at the drop place and someone's like well why aren't we doing things that you would otherwise think that they would like put a tracker in the bag and you know um kind of follow them so carter's like well in theory that's a good idea but like we would essentially be without backup so then the kidnapper rolls up grabs the money and as soon as um that happens as soon as they grab the money carter's like okay let's go take them um and then a couple of motorcycles roll up and like a shootout ensues so carter's like i'll call for backup and Simone's like, yeah, well, you do that. I'm going out there. So Simone goes out, commands the scene, yelling for the kidnappers to put their guns down. And she's, like, proud of herself for that. And I'm just like, yes, you go, queen. You go. Um. So then, like, they're, um, Brendan, Laura, and then Kellen are all back at the bureau. And Kellen's like, you know, how's Elise? And Brendan, and Bren- he's telling Brendan and Laura, like, what happened. And how it happened. And he even shares like how they met at a biker bar. Um, he's like, you know, once I found out who she was, like I backed off, but you know, she's stubborn and kept pursuing. So then the kidnappers are all loyal lawyered up. And it doesn't seem like the kidnappers, like they don't seem like they're kidnappers. We find out that they go to school with Elise, um, and then Simone doesn't think that Elise is as innocent as she seems. So they cut over to Elise and another guy they're like watching the news and she can't believe that the cops are like looking into this um and you know the other guy says like the kidnappers are in custody like they don't know that she's in on it um and they think that was all his idea but she turns around and shoots him twice anyway um and we see the blood splatter on the wall and hit and like him literally die which was graphic but then, like, the next part was even more graphic. Like, she's like, you know, I'm sorry I had to do this or whatever. And once he's dead, she takes the knife to her arm and to make it look like he stabbed her. And, like, we actually saw her do it. Like, I don't know. The whole, like, rookie, rookie feds universe has been, like, getting graphic this season. Yeah. Um. So then Carter, Simone, and Garza all roll up on the location that, like, Elise called in. Because she called it in to make it seem like she got free from her kidnapper. And Simone's like, I recognize the kid that she shot. Um, And, you know, he's, like, all over her social media pages. And Elise is obviously acting like she's never seen the kidnapper. But, like, Simone calls her out. And then Tobias and his wife rush in and want to take Elise home. But Garza is like, no. She's the prime suspect in her kidnapping, Kellen's kidnapping, and now a murder. Um, and Tobias recognizes Simone and Carter, and he's like, he thinks that they were going after his business, but Elise speaks up, and she's like, you know, it's always about your business. Like, you always have to, you know, work so that you can earn money or whatever, and you tell me to earn my own money. And she's like, and guess what? That's what I did. And Simone's like, and that's called the confession, so like, you're under arrest. 
So they're taking the leads in and Tobias is still pissed at Garza saying that, you know, they came for him through his kid. But Garza is like, that's not what we did. Like she made her own bed. Um, and I loved, like we get to the end of the episode and Garza's looking at the wall of plaques for agents that they've lost. And Simone, like it's another entire team scene. And Simone says that she wishes that they could have taken Tobias down in his honor, in Bob's honor. Um, but, you know, Garza's like, it wasn't a complete bust. Because of the kidnapping chaos, his crew had to reroute the fentanyl delivery. Um, and the wiretap caught one of his guys making a call he shouldn't have. And the DA, DEA nabbed this shipment coming over the border. So as far as Tobias and Rusty go, they'll get him one day. But, like, that was a step in the right direction. Um, and Garza's like, and it was a successful op, like, and Brendan, who's still so tired. I just kind of wish that we had, like, an explanation for why he was so tired. But, like, also, I didn't necessarily need one because I feel like he's just a whole mood in that. I mean, I feel like they were at least, like, they were going for, like, two days straight. Or at least yeah. almost three. But even then, he was tired before that, it seems like. I mean, I'm perpetually tired, so Same. I... Same. <laughs> just but a thing. It was just, it was so funny to, like, see him. Yeah. And it, like we had seen that one promo picture and it was like, is that just like a Kevin thing or is that like a Brendan thing? And it was definitely a Brendan thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, so then Kevin, uh, Brendan, who's still so tired, is just like the off started yesterday or the day before. Like how many days have we been up? And I'm just like, honestly, feel that. Feel that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was the kidnapping case. I, I do like how they usually have like one big overarching case and then mm-hmm. a bunch of little things. So, yeah. Yeah. I like wasn't, I mean, it seems like kind of typical in a way to like make, you know, like Elise be like involved. But honestly, though, when they like panned over, I was like, oh, okay, she's going to be, you know, involved in it. But then I was not expecting her to shoot the other guy. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, they like, yeah. you know, change it up a little bit. That was yeah. good. Um, and like people really just need to remember that things do live on the internet <laughs> like oh yeah the fact that she didn't even think to like delete it like seriously even if you delete it like they're federal agents like they yeah. could bring that back up it's, uh, just, yeah that was just that was kind of funny to me yeah oh it definitely was I was like come on seriously how are you yeah. gonna plan this and not think about that yeah. Oh, and the darties, the day parties. Yeah. Simone like educated Carter on that. And then he used it later. Oh my God. Like explaining it to so Garza. Bad. Oh my God. So funny. Killed I me. I love the partnerships and feds. Like yeah. I I really do. And I like how so far they haven't totally changed yet, but like that could obviously change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I mean sometimes in the rookie, like we see Tim and Aaron partnered up or like yeah. Lucy and Nolan. But I've really grown to love like Carter and Simone and Brendan and Laura, like just the partnerships and the fact that they've a lot of team scenes. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like we get them together as a team a lot. It could just be because they're like a five person team and they're working together. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I love Mm it. Yeah. I mean, they had, let's see, Simone and Brendan were in the wedding attire and then you had like Carter and Laura like come in in the beginning of the last episode um 
Yeah. But yeah, I like the pairings too. I also love how like Brendan and Simone are friends from the Academy. And then like Carter and Laura are friends or acquaintances. Like they're close. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love how they have that going for them too. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Um, so speaking of Laura, she, we got to like learn more about her past, which, you know, I'm always here for because I love Bert Robertson. And so I was like, okay, Laura centric episode time. Let's go. Like I was so here for it. Um, and like, I don't know, it was kind of funny. Cause it's like Garza, like knew about, you know, her, um, like failed relationship, failed engagement, like in the early like in the previous episodes and then it's like Carter also knows about it so like they're kind of the only ones that like I would assume know also about like that Katie was the one that was involved in it and um in this specific episode though it's like Garza like first mentions it to Laura when they're like just they're just having a you know a morning chat and like being all casual and stuff and then literally, like, Katie, like, calls Laura's phone while they're chatting. And then Laura just, like, smashes the phone into a million pieces. Like, instead of just, like, turning it off. Um, and they were talking because, like, she was like, well, okay, maybe you could do another month in counseling then. Because obviously this response is not normal. Um, and... It's, like, obviously, I mean, at least I'm assuming that, like, the counseling was because of the meltdown that she had, like, on the job, kind of, because of the, like, finding out um, that they were cheating. Um, and I just love how guards, like, tried to bring it up again, like, in their first, like, surveillance round. And then she's just, like, no, like, we're not talking about it. And then even Brendan's, like, well, who's Katie? And she's, like, none of your business like she just she just doesn't have any time for it um and like I wasn't expecting I think this was the episode description where they were like Laura comes face to face with her past so I thought she was gonna see Sam that's her ex-fiance's name right yeah 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 I didn't know that she was gonna see Katie I mean I guess that kind of makes sense because they're like well they were friends or best friends um not really anymore um but still, I don't know. I was just surprised that it was, uh, like, Katie. Um, and it's just, like, in the middle, well, not in the middle of, like, the case. Like, they're not out in the field. Like, they're coming back to the office. Um, but still, Katie just, like, shows up out of nowhere to, like, talk to Laura. Um, and so they go into, I don't even know where the heck they went, to be honest. Like, the, not auditorium, but, like, the room with millions of chairs and the projector I'm yeah in. just like a conference room or something yeah or like that's the word room yeah. breaking room yeah. yeah um and so like they're talking and like Laura like essentially like congratulates Katie like on the engagement you know and she tries to like maintain this positive attitude even when Katie's like you know talking about Sam and um even like I mean you could kind of see Laura's face change a little bit, especially when the the camera kind of like panned down to the ring. Um, and then she's like talking kind of, uh, kind of like in run on sentences almost like not really pausing. And she's like, Oh yeah. You know, no, you guys are going to have a great, you know, I'm sure the proposal was great and you guys are going to have a great 
you know, long engagement. Oh, with my same ring. Okay. You know, she just like, like does it like that, which I thought was kind of clever because it's like not like not exactly how I'm sure she wanted it to go, but it, that's how it went. Um, and surprisingly, Katie seems to like to buy that for now. Um, even though you can kind of tell it was difficult for Laura to like tow that line. Um, and obviously like she doesn't do, I mean, she like, she thinks she's doing an okay job of like hiding it, like how this is affecting her like at work. Um, but obviously her like slight irritation during like when they were removing the surveillance cams is like one example of like how she's you know being like kind of snippy with everyone being like okay like you know oh relationships oh I wouldn't trust that you know it's like she's like projecting um that um into her like professional situations so um it's kind of interesting to me that like she decides to like change her approach like after well after she like considers what Brendan tells her um and (laughs) I thought it was good like Kevin delivered the line like so well about like the Pokemon cards um and she was like what you're trying to tell me a story from your childhood to make me open up about Katie and he's like who said it was from childhood <laughs> like he was so just like I don't know so like sincere I guess when um, he first said that I was like wait Pokemon cards is he a 90s baby like <laughs> yeah maybe. but then but then he was like who said it was my childhood I was like ah oh, dang it I thought maybe we could get like an age from him or maybe not even 90s baby but like an 80s baby you know that yeah. like grew up more in the 90s mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um And so it kind of, you know, it still, like, breaks the ice, which I think was his, like, original goal. Um, And, you know, she's like, no, you know, but I'm good. Um, You know, I've been reading all these studies about how to deal with narcissists and, you know, toxic personalities. Um, You know, and she's, like, she's saying all this, but she, I mean, obviously she's, like, driving because they're in the car talking about this stuff. So she can't, like, really, like, turn and, like, look at him. For long periods of time but it was just funny she didn't even glance over as she's trying to you know convince herself of this that what you know her way is you know it's actually working um even though brendan being observant is like well you just you know you look like you were gonna jump out of your own skin earlier so um you know i think that you should forget about what the studies say and like feel your way through this and like really feel all the feelings that you need to um and so obviously she like takes that into consideration um and she well she like so she she contacted katie again and like asked her to come back um and i just loved how like as the conversation's happening like her like her voice is like getting louder so she's like very much like standing up for herself and being like why if my relationship was falling apart why didn't you tell me like she just you know is just being like direct and like 
blunt and honest and saying her her piece with things and like I love how she was like um I don't know if it's like the I don't know if it's like the tone and like Brit's voice like how she said it she was like and I'm an ex you know this is why I'm so obsessed with my work and I'm an ex you know an expert profiler so trust me when I say this Peter's always you know it's like it was just so good like it was just yeah you know she almost said it like cheaters always cheat or whatever in like a like you know what I've got closure like I'm good yeah. I'm good after this so yeah it was just good and just like she you know you could just tell it was like yeah lifted um and obviously during this whole time like I'm assuming Brendan could like sort of hear the conversation. Oh yeah. He like he put his hand well, he was like on the phones at mm-hmm. first, like in the I don't even know what they call like bullpen. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I'm calling it. Um and he like holds up his hand like someone else was gonna talk to him or something. He's like one minute. So like I don't know if he was like looking over because he was like on hold and so he was hearing the other conversation or what, yeah. but I thought that was kind of fun. Um, and then obviously his like smile because he could hear uh-huh. a little bit about what was happening was cute and then just like they're just they're just good friends I don't even care if it's like just platonic between them yeah. like they're just fun yeah. and I just love it because he was like he he just looked at her and he just like smiled and um he was like know. feel better or something yeah and <laughs> she was just like it didn't totally suck and he's like mm-hmm yeah and just yeah he just complimented you know it was just like it was awesome did it feel awesome she's like yeah yeah you know it's just a good moment and like their expressions kind of mirrored each other too so they're like blowing on the lyric and being like all in sync so well even like him kind of smiling down like at his paperwork or whatever like when he had heard her kind of like going off I was like oh my god best friend duo right there yeah like, uh, but I mean even he's just supportive of his friends and like his co-workers yeah. because even like in the beginning of the episode when they were going through everything with Bob Telford like mm-hmm. you know Simone was like you know I'm the dazzle bees the razzle or whatever or mm-hmm. it might have been flipped or whatever yeah. and even he like smiled down and I was like oh like I don't know I just yeah. I love I love seeing this rookie feds cast yeah yeah that's all that I can say sunshine yes personality yeah and just love it so yeah yeah, that was they had their moments and they were good moments and like I said I don't even care I mean I'm just happy they're like you know partnered up (laughs) like I don't care if they just stay friends I mean it I wouldn't mind if it turned into something else but I'm just here for the supportive vibe that they have yes yes um and then we have carter and his wife it's just kind of a short little bit um i feel like we need more of like a carter centric episode like we've had little short bits of him and i'm like i know that james can like bring it Mm -hmm. i just want like more because like he played like an fbi agent in good girls Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm just like i know that he can like bring his a game so 
yeah um but anyway like they're on surveillance and simone's like looking over at carter and you know he kind of like gave her the rundown of like what all she needs to bring and stuff on undercover ops or on surveillance ops and so you know she's like i know you're not looking at food right now um he's like she asks him if he's like ordering food and he's like no i'm looking at a dinner reservation or a dinner menu later for this reservation that i have with his wife and uh it needs to be special and so simone's like you pretend to be a tough g-man but like you're really a romantic i see you here um and so carter and his wife like later pull up to the restaurant and he's like you know i looked it up and everyone raves about bone marrow cristino and his wife is like great that's my favorite and i'm like ew like bone marrow <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's really healthy for you and like really. And I'm sure that it's cooked like a different way, but no. Yeah, but still definitely an acquired taste, I'm sure. I would rather have the mushroom that was on Tim's plate in the (laughs) awkward double date and like all of that than bone marrow crustino. I'm just saying. Um, (laughs) So they don't even get past the car and his wife is like asking about the promotion, which like I don't know I guess you know it doesn't hurt to ask but like also move on past car um and he's like yeah that's off the table and she's not mad but and that's the problem and she's like the only feeling that I have lately when it comes to us is indifference and Carter just comes to the realization that you know they haven't been them for a long time and instead of keeping the reservation they just go home like he drives her back to the house um so then like in the later on in the episode Simone's like so how was dinner with the wife and he's like we didn't make it to dinner like we're getting a divorce instead and Carter's like I don't want to talk about it and that like paralleled Laura not wanting to talk to Brendan about her personal life so that was nice um a nice little parallel and so as they're going home at the end of the episode Simone like meets up with him at the elevator she asks him how he's doing and she's like you know if you don't want to talk to me fine but you need to talk to someone um and so he shares that it's his son that he's worried about um and Simone's like listen I've worked with kids for a while they understand a lot more than we think that they do just be honest with him and tell him the truth um and it'll all work out in the end and I thought about this on my I think it was the third rewatch I was like they're very similar because like they've both been through or are going through divorces they have kids like so they can relate to each other in a way like I don't Mm -hmm. know I just liked how she kind of brought that back but also like didn't make it about herself in that moment so yeah 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 I feel like Carter Simone and John can have like a divorced people support group yes yeah as long and as John Nyla. doesn't monopolize the conversation. Oh, that's true. And Nyla. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think anyone else, but no. Just Nyla, John. Yeah. Conan. I mean, I get I mean, I guess Tim, <laughs> technically, right? Because he and Isabel got divorced, yeah, but, presumably. But they don't have kids. That's but true. Yeah. They don't have kids. Yeah. I mean, he could still talk about a divorce. His was in a very different way, though. Like yeah. I feel like Nyla and Donovan. Well, she focused a lot on work, but like they just grew apart. And same with John and Sarah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. it for Carter and his wife. Again, we just need like 
a Carter. We need more Carter storylines or like a hev- yeah. like a heavier Carter storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, okay, so like this is gonna sound like so dumb, and people are probably be like, "Why would you think this?" But I literally thought that like the like Tracy or whatever like was supposed to be Carter's wife, like in the very first episode. Because she, like, showed up at his hotel room, and I'm like, what are you doing? So I thought that they were going to, like, hook up when she showed up to his hotel room. Okay, so I'm not the only one that thought that it was, like, so bizarre Well, like, just confusing. Yeah, because, like, we had already seen her, what, like, ask him to be a mole or whatever, and then Mm -hmm. I was like, she's showing up to his his hotel now? Like, are they, like, enemies to lovers? Like, what are we doing here? I was so confused, because I was like, Okay, I know, like, you know, based on the, like, I don't know if it's, like, character description or something, like, some article that, like, you knew he was going to be, like, yeah. having a strange, like, thing. So, I'm like, okay, maybe this is, like, the tension or whatever. Like, I yeah. don't know. It was so confusing. And then, like, his wife, like, didn't show up till later. So, then I'm like, oh, okay, that's his what Like, uh-huh. it was just, I don't know. It was just kind of odd how they, like, did that. Well, even Tracy, like, knew you know that they were like getting a divorce and all that and I'm like I don't know I still just kind of feel like something was going on with Tracy and him but I don't know I wonder if we'll see her again yeah I don't know I don't know but yeah anyway (laughs) I just wanted to throw (laughs) that in there so sorry if people are like why would you think that I don't know why I thought I was just like confused (laughs) lately (laughs) um but we also had a little bit about Simone's love life which is always I was excited for it still excited for it I just hope it doesn't go like become a whole like roller coaster same I would like it to stay steady yeah Um, especially since like you know the rookie doesn't have their like LGBTQ Mm -hmm. character anymore so it's like yeah it'd be nice to have that like for feds and just have that be like stable well i'm like feds doesn't have like a ship ship yet because like carter and his wife are getting divorced mm-hmm. laura is single mm-hmm. and brendan as far as we know is single too mm-hmm. we don't totally know but like there's not like a ship on there that we can like root for so hopefully mm-hmm. that can be dina and simone yeah Mm-hmm. yeah because it was fun it was fun to like see them because obviously you know if you guys didn't know uh Nisi's uh wife Jessica um portrayed Dina slash DJ um and so you could definitely like, see the chemistry like you just tell they have like fun working together yeah yeah they were like flirty right off the bat mm-hmm. like it wasn't like it was oh we have to like get used to like yeah yeah no, flirty yeah it was just very natural um and so Simone's like finally coming home like from well the first like um break that she's had from her overnight uh shift and she sees a person well she I guess she hears uh someone humming a song and like compliments them on it um I kind of thought that it was like not funny but just like it was an interesting way to like start off it like having it be a little bit awkward because she's like excuse me sir and then it's obviously not not a man um as a female and um 
she goes by DJ and she's she Ruth's daughter right yeah um and the reason why she was like by Simone's house anyway she was stopping by the house because um Ruth had left notes from the book club and like Simone was like my dad has a book club like she had no idea um she was so like caught off guard by that um Cuddy definitely lives a double life (laughs) oh for sure are you kidding me my god the man has like so many like just things that just are surprising and Mm -hmm. and whatnot especially in like this episode too yeah also random but I want to know how he got his nickname Cuddy because we know his full name is Christopher Mm -hmm. very random but I would just Mm -hmm. like to know yeah Mm -hmm. I want to know too um and so like Jennifer said like they they're flirty like right off the bat um and DJ asked for Simone like to have Simone put her number in um and she asked her if she'd like to go there's like a jazz fest um that's like happening park and like someone's like I would love to but I can't because I have work but you know maybe some other time um and so obviously that like assumes that they're gonna make plans to see each other uh later and I just thought it was like funny like she's going inside or whatever and like um I don't know I was just like so thrown off though that Cuddy was like warning her like to stay away because of the drama and I'm like she seemed like the chillest person ever. I'm like, what drama could she possibly have? Yeah. You know, like she just seemed so relaxed and like had such a like just chill vibe. Yeah. Well, and he was so serious about it too. Yeah. And just, I, I mean, I guess it was just really just meant to like throw yeah. us off. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. And just like, because obviously like we see later, like, um, they're FaceTiming each other. Well, like once when they're doing the um when they're doing the surveillance, I guess, with um Carter. And it's when they make um like dinner plans for later. And she even like asks Carter, I think she's like, Does she seem like she's dramedy, you know, or like is dramatic? And he's like, I don't want to know about any of this. <laughs> um, but it's like no, because I don't know. It just I mean, I'm sure like we said some of that is probably just you know Nisi and Jessica just how they like are um but it just I don't know it just like it just really like threw me for a loop Mm -hmm. um because I wasn't expecting like well until Simone like FaceTimed her dad and like noticed that he was all like dressed up and she's like where are you going he's like I'm not telling you anything you know and Mm -hmm. so he's like obviously being like sneaky yeah um and it turned out that he was going to date Ruth and didn't want Simone dating Dina while he was with Ruth so um and so like he is you know like he's like apologetic he's like I'm sorry that you know that it like that he did what he did to like you know put like a you know like a stop to it um he's like you know that's okay um and part of the reason why Simone is so you know like okay with it is 
obviously because DJ's already in her room and you know mm-hmm. when she comes back and so they're like continuing their uh date night I guess so it was just fun I'm just I'm yeah. glad that like they cast like real life you know like real life couple I love how like when she like introduced herself or like said that she had just met like Ruth's daughter or whatever I love how they were like oh Cuddy like you didn't tell us that your daughter like you know is into women or whatever and I love how they made it like so nonchalant like it wasn't a big deal yeah love to that mm-hmm. yeah he was like well she is you know but that's like her business you know and so he was, he was just like good to know that he like he's cool with it yeah yeah mm-hmm yeah just everything is just very like just their dynamic like Cuddy and Simone are kind of like chill in a way too they just kind of just go with the flow of things even though even though like we said Cuddy kind of seems to have a double life yeah most of the time but I also love how he's not afraid to still like kind of quote-unquote be a parent to her Mm-hmm. after so many years like because I mean even what last episode he was like you know you just like have to be safe and like button up one more or whatever like it just yeah I don't know they're just I like their dynamic I like everyone's dynamic in the show and I can't explain it or put it into any other words besides that so yeah mm-hmm. yep so that was the Simone love life for now anyway because obviously it'll yeah. be coming up in in uh the continuing episodes so yeah and i think that was it on rookie feds because we didn't have any listener thoughts that mm-hmm. i saw so no i didn't see either but people like talk about it still so yeah chat with us about it more guys if yes. you have thoughts like like just so we can put them in here like just because we record like a week later yeah doesn't mean we don't want to hear yeah yeah we definitely want to hear them so yeah so So, i don't do we have any final thoughts about anything no i'm just part two of the crossover needs to hurry up (laughs) agreed yeah agreed um so with that being said, you guys can find us on Twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. And as always, we are on Twitter individually as well. I'm at Carrie Hyman and Jennifer. I'm at jstarcade04. Oh, and Jennifer did this awesome thing. And created a TikTok account for us. So now you can also find us on TikTok, which is the same as our Twitter <laughs> handle. So it's like the Shop Talk. Yeah. Well, yeah, Shop Talk Podcast, excuse me. Um, underscore. Yeah, so, it was it was a whole thing to create that. I was having trouble and I like <laughs> kept knocking user potentially usernames out for us because I was like creating accounts and having to delete them. So yeah, that's the closest one that we could get um yeah so it's the shop talk podcast still with the underscore and yeah i mean we've only got two tiktoks up yet but i don't know how much you want to follow us for that it's gonna be chaotic but you know what that's our brand so it's true and i know nothing 
about like I don't I don't know anything about TikTok. I seriously don't. So Jennifer's like the whiz with that. So like send her like if you have ideas or like things that you want to do because like I won't know how to do anything like with it at all. So um I mean I didn't either until I don't know a few like a week ago and like Saturday I spent like two hours on TikTok. I've never spent that much time on TikTok. I'm like see I don't even have it's an app a on huge my waste phone. Of time. I just like I it's just the one thing that I just like I don't understand it and I just but you know like I didn't either until I was on it more. And like I've sworn okay. off TikTok before because I was <laughs> like this is just no. But like yeah. I don't know there's only so much scrolling that you can do on Instagram. Twitter is like a dumpster fire half the time. And like Facebook, <laughs> again, only so much scrolling you can do. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm on TikTok now. Like, and my personal yeah. accounts, somehow I found a way to corporate America TikTok, which, hey, not bad. <laughs> it's like That's every funny. other one is like mine, like speaking oh, to me yeah. and my job. So it's fine. That's funny. But yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So we're on TikTok. Um, yeah. That'll be fun. Um, and we'll like we link the videos like on Twitter too. So if you yeah. like want to like go from there and then follow those, mm-hmm. that works too. Um, and if you guys like this episode, we would really appreciate it if you left us a rating and review. It just really helps out the podcast uh, overall, and we would just really appreciate it. And wow, we have a lot of stuff. I know. <laughs> Oh my god, we have so much stuff because you know you guys know we have our T Public store, um, yeah. and they always they're like always having sales. So always. like, keep an eye out for that. We'll like tweet out like when there's discounts or like when they're going on. Um, when I the think sales there going was, on. I think there was already like two sales this month. Yeah, and there's supposed to be like a third. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, and you know so I mean like you know the designs are are cool and it's just fun you know it just it's another way to to be a part of the fandom community yeah and get um, rookie merch that doesn't have John Nolan plastered all over it no yeah. shade no shade but like no. you know I mean yeah just it's variety just, it's fun merch and it was made by fans and yes. yeah um, our talented friend is amazing and created a lot of them and has been so gracious to let us post them on our tea public store yes so next week we will be back covering 505 of the rookie and 104 of the rookie feds which is the part two yeah. of the crossover so we'll, we'll get to finish that up it's gonna be a wild one i think i don't know <laughs> we'll see yeah as if this one wasn't already so you'll get another one it's fine yeah i'm interested to see who goes over into 104 feds like mm-hmm. yeah who angela and nyla because nyla hasn't made an appearance yet in feds That's so true. yeah yeah that'd be fun mm-hmm. for sure but, but yeah that is it for us tonight so <laughs> Um, we will thanks talk for to listening guys. yeah thank you for listening if you've made it this far god bless you <laughs> i'm sorry to your ears maybe maybe not 
you know what? I'm proud of us because we were having like audio issues before this. We're having so many things. So oh I'm just God. proud of us that we've powered through. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. But anyway, so, until next time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bye, guys. Go get them, boo.